Did you know that Arcane Studios was founded in 1999 in Lyon, France, by an ex-EA employee? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 150. My name's Gareth Briney. I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. James Burt. How you doing, James? Hey, hey. You nailed it as always, Gareth. I did, well though. Not one. That was a perfect attempt. Fantastic. Without any problems. I'm very good. I'm very good. Yeah. Um, and on my virtual right is Mr. Richard Dobson. How you doing, Richard? Oh, hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? You're always surprised where I'm going to put you. <laughs> it tends to differ every time. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Uh, <laughs> On my virtual opposite is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing very well, Gareth. I'm here with my lawyer, ready to address oh, the yeah. uh, the defamation of my character that you committed last week. Yeah. So was looking it, forward to that. Was it just me or was it Neil as well? No, no, it was definitely just you. Ah, fair enough. Um, Neil said I was mid-40s, which I was happy with. <laughs> you then went, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm bitter or anything. No, it's fair enough. Um, well, we hopefully we'll get those court cases sorted out later. And <laughs> we are here. We're going to find out what we've done for the week, but we're here mainly for the Xbox um, Developers Direct, which we saw last night. I'm going to chat about that quite soon um, before anything else and get our ideas. But first of all, more importantly, what have we been doing this week? James, what have you been doing? Well, not a lot, as always. Oh, um, what's the football this week? Oh, it's, it's a good time to be... Uh... I'm a United fan. It's got better for you, yeah. Apart from losing it weekend, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but at least mm-hmm. you should play with a bit of passion, a bit of fire, you know, a bit of spirit now. It's good. Um, and the rest of the week's just been being hounded by DHL. Mm. Um, I'm only a DHL here because I'm sure I spoke about this before, but DHL, I've emailed Rang numerous times this week just to try and get me to tell them what's in my box package from Korea. Right. And they want to know the exact ingredients and how much each item is worth. I'm thinking, well, how do I know that? It's a risky box. So I like to do a lot of chasing up all week for that. Nice. That's a nightmare. Um, but yeah, great week. Um, nice. I I once <laughs> I once sorry, went to sorry go on go go I've got a big I've got a big DHL um, storehouse near me so when I lost something maybe a couple of years ago I actually went to the place <laughs> and it was like you know the beginning of the Walking Dead or the Last of Us and things are in complete chaos and there's people yeah. just like it was like that in there it was madness but they they sorted it out in the end. Um, sorry, Paul, what are you going to say? Um, it doesn't matter now. The moment has gone. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Paul, It's what's... all right. You just stamp all over my comedy genius. I, I don't mind. What, what's... Don't worry, Paul. I'll get you to my friends. <laughs> oh, my God. This is, all, this is all going into the tribunal. Great, good. I'll be a witness. 
Thanks, mate. Good. Um, Paul, how's your week been? Um, my week has gone all right until this morning when I tried to get out of bed and suddenly couldn't sort of move. I had, uh, I seem to have caught this flu that Richard had the other week. I'm, I'm pretty sure it came down the line through Skype. I think that's how like computer viruses and stuff work. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say, there's a lot of finger pointing going on this week already. There is. It's, it's, where there's blame, there's a claim, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's targeting everyone. It's not Absolutely. No you know what? It's, it's like the scattergun approach. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll get one of you. <laughs> the only person I'm not getting any beef with is James, because he's always lovely. Not yet. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just been another week of work and work and then illness. So I've stayed at home today and felt sorry for myself. Oh, blind. So, yeah. Uh, Richard, you Richard, you must have. Have you had a good week? These two have really depressed me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I will say that I didn't stay off work, so it can't be mine. I, even though I'm working from home, I was still able to move next door to the, the spare bedroom where the, the desk is set up. Right. It can't be mine. It's not mine. I'm yeah. not giving it in. Listen, save it for the court case, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing um, this week, Richard? Yeah, uh, I went to my first gig of the year last week. I went to see the Subways. They're, I guess, quite an old, old. I say old, so about 20 years old now, this band. They did um, Rock and Roll Queen, that I'm sure everyone's heard. And uh, a few other hits. They've got a new album out, that's why they were touring. Uh, but that was good. They're um, really a really good band. Um, Laura's seen them three or four times now. I think that's only my second time seeing them. But yeah, I do like them. And it was nice to be back out, back out of the house again. Mm. Good. Mm. Um, very I think, good. I, can I just say, I think my favourite thing from the subways is the meatball marinara. It is good. I do um, like that. I think that's a cover version, though, of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, what have I been doing this week? Um, I've been working madly, but also I have been watching um, Our Flag Means Death, which is on BBC at the moment, and it's an HBO production. And it's uh, Reese Darby, who you might know from Flight of the Phoenix. Um, he's also in the films, the remakes of uh, what's that film called with The Rock? Jamanji's in that as well and those other things um, and he plays it's set in the sort of 17th century he plays a, a pirate um, with his crew he's like a gentleman pirate he calls himself and uh, a kind of very sort of like useless fighter who doesn't really like violence wants to just talk stuff through with the crew um, and he has this kind of rubbish kind of crew of people he's bought a boat and he left his wife and his kids and he's gone out and he meets um, Blackbeard Famous pirate who's played by what's his name, James? Uh, is it Taika Waititi? That's it. He's a director, an actor. Yeah, and um, it's. It, I watched the first two episodes and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is all right. You know, this is fine. This is quite. It's like um, it's a bit sort of like pantomime. It's quite fun, you know. But actually, it's really good when you get through. When you kind of get through the first couple and you get into the rhythm of it, I really. It's a great kind of like little comedy thing, half an hour. Some nice little moments, some very funny lines. Yeah. Um, what about you, James? Do you like it? I, I think you're right. You definitely, it gets a lot better. Mm. 
I think I've just watched the third episode and it it's just hilarious when he walks into a um a really raucous bar, everyone's fighting and there he is in his, his white suit. <laughs> and it it's just totally out of place. But it works, it really works. And there's some great like appearances from mm. different actors that you'll recognise from other BBC dramas and stuff like that. And American um, stuff as well. Big yeah. American comedians in there as well. Yeah, exactly. My favourite line, I'm gonna spoil that favourite line, but he gets um he gets stabbed by a pirate and he goes <laughs> and he's, he just says to him, did you mean that? <laughs> it made me laugh a lot. Um, yeah, it's very good. It's really good fun. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Xbox developer. Is it called the Xbox Developers Direct or Direct Developers something? What's it called? Developers Direct. Yeah, okay, brilliant. There you go. I think Xbox is in there somewhere. but we're... Xbox is in there as yeah, well, yeah. That's it. Um, it's Developer underscore Direct. Oh, okay. Great. So we watched that last night, and it was about 44, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, yep. Don't spoil anything yet. We'll go through what we saw in order, um, and we'll just talk about that. But overall, if you could just give it a mark, what would you give it, Richard? Uh, seven out of ten. Brilliant. Paul? Uh, for one game in particular, eight out of ten. Right. James? Uh, 75 out of 100. There we go. Yeah, we're about all about the same area. Um, yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been quite successful. Never, never look at the chat. Don't ever look at the chat. I always say this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just lunatics in the chat. Angry lunatics. There's, there's loads of people just shouting, "Avowed! Where is Avowed?" It's like, you know, what have you seen of that game? You saw a CGI trailer about three years ago. And that's it. You don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's about. You don't know what anything about. Why do you want it so bad? Anyway, so let's start from the beginning. So what the, the show does, if you haven't seen it, is they sort of just basically went to each studio. There five studios they looked at. We, all, we thought there was only going to be four, um, but there was five, and they had a sort of like sometimes in-depth chat about the game. So you saw quite a bit of the game. The first one we saw was Minecraft Legends. Um, which is all these are coming to Game Pass. So uh, Minecraft Legends um, is by um, Minecraft people, and we knew a little bit about it, but they basically focused on in this um, thing on the PvP stuff side of it. They sort of mentioned the campaign. The campaign happens, and but actually the main is, I think is that fair to say it was mainly about the PvP, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding of PvP, it's all about you kind of getting together, you're building your bases, you're building how how complicated that base is. And it had kind of examples of developers who've been practicing about what they like to do, who does what job. Um and in this world you you play, you know, two groups of four against each other and their idea is to destroy um destroy the bases, but also you've got the well they got the, the piglets or something. I don't know my god mm-hmm. Piglins. Yeah, you know, they're running about, they're the enemies and they were kill, they were kill anyone. Um, but there's all different ways to approach it, different ways to do it. I mean, I mean, I like the look of it, but I'm not the best person to talk about this. Let's talk. Let's go to Richard first of all, because I think this is your area, Richard, for some reason. Well, maybe because there's, maybe there's an RTSy type feel to it. I don't know this. You like the look of it? I did. I did get that impression from it. Yeah, with the the base building and everything. Um, it seems to retain the the core Minecraft gameplay though, which I think is good. Uh, 
I haven't played Minecraft in about 10 years though now, so um, I would be a bit rusty, if anything. But no, I think it looks good. Um, it's probably not for me necessarily, but I think if, if kids enjoy Minecraft, which I think I, I think they still do, um, then yeah, it's a, it's a new spin on it for them and, it, and it'll introduce them similar to Minecraft Dungeons, it'll introduce them to a new way to play Minecraft uh, and a new and pot- potentially a new genre for them to explore later on. So yeah, it looks looks all right. Um, James, can I ask you a question? And you want me to help me on this? In the campaign, we don't know much about yet. Maybe we saw something about that earlier. What's the difference between this and Minecraft Dungeons? Um, isn't Minecraft Dungeons more like? I don't really know what it <laughs> uh, No, I'm just... I, I don't know what it's more than you about the no, campaign. No, I think that's the issue. But can you play with people in co-op in Minecraft Dungeons? I don't know. Yes, yes, oh, yes. You can. You can. Oh. I mean, maybe it's just a fact it's more story-driven. Yeah. This one. Um, but anyway, forget that. Yeah, no, no one cares about campaign. Yeah, because the PvP uh, was... Excuse me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Only Paul cares about campaign. Thank you. Um, but I, I I, think I remember seeing this and one of the other showcases, and I was quite scathing about it, but I think this time it had a really good showing. I think they really showcased the strategic PvP and the fact that you can have, you know, Different roles in the team, collecting resources. Um, I, I don't know if it'll be for me, mm. but I think it's definitely going to be a better game than I expected. Um, I didn't like the part where, was it the host of the game declared what the other team was doing? <laughs> I mean, there's no need for snitches. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's a really good, like, Entry point strategy game, yeah. Like Richard said for the kids, I think, yeah, it's gonna be great, and for us because <laughs> we could play that. Oh, yeah, you can go and collect resources. <laughs> I think we could play that as with the Xbox Hub team. I think we could want to just do a night of it until someone cro- down if, if you guys are. Yeah, I think it'll be quite fun. Give, give it a go, yeah, yeah. Um, Paul, what's your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are as I get older and older now you know now that i'm in my late 50s um that i don't enjoy pvp as much as i used to i'd Mm. I'd be much more interested in the campaign um but having said that it looked it it did make me think of dobbo to be honest because him and darren have been talking about nothing but age of empires 2 coming out every time we've been together playing games and it just made me think of that a bit you know it's a simpler version of, of a mm. like a real-time strategy thing um and it does look quite interesting you know going up and smashing your way into the enemy's base and then flooding it with all the mobs that's looks like it could be quite entertaining but mm. we'll have to wait and see obviously it depends who you're playing with i mean playing with you gareth i mean 
God knows all bets are off, aren't they? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think if we're going to give it a try on the old uh, Xbox Hub.com um, night, that would be something I would be interested in. Good. As long as I'm not in your team. I think it'll be good. Well, absolutely. I want to be able to destroy you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it looks fun. I mean, I, I, I would have liked to see more of the campaign because I think that's probably what I might do. Probably more mm-hmm. than anything else, and I quite I like the world. I think it looks really nice. Um, they get that Minecraft feel, but it does look really, really kind of. It's got a nice kind of visual look to it. I think. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what they do. But it's coming to Game Pass, and it's coming on April the fourteenth. I made that up. Eighteenth. Um, so not that far away. Um, that's their that's their first big date there um yeah i think it looks good i'm just surprised and i think it could be quite fun i think they i think it's interesting they've gone for the rts kind of the pvp as their big obviously they're going to do another deep dive probably into the campaign maybe in a month's time or something but i think that's interesting that that's their first thing they show to get those um get those kids excited (laughs) um so we had that one so that was good that was okay enjoyed that and then we had the next one which was from turn eight's forza time forza whatever the number is first thing i thought was i bet neil and paul are having woohoo yeah sexy time over this and um okay that's an image nobody wants <laughs> <laughs> but Forza was there and it had a trailer showing shiny cars and shiny things and shiny races Paul talk us through it because I've, I've bought myself talk already. you through it oh mate what you were saying about sex time isn't far off it was a proper sort of racing nerdgasm happening it was just amazing the way that it looks the way that it it just you know they were going through such detail when you're driving along, the car gets dirty in the low-pressure areas of the bodywork. And it's really, really odd. But one of the things that I actually noticed is when they were racing, one of the cars was the new Ford GT. And it's got a really weird bodywork where there's big holes at the back. And you could look through the holes in the back and see the car behind. And I was just sat there going, yeah, that's this is going to look proper. Um, it looks a lot better than Gran Turismo 7 already. Um, I love the the damage that's in there. Um, it just, honestly, I was I was blown away. It looks amazing. The sound work that's gone into it and everything else, it just, you know, these guys are properly serious this time, I think. I love the way they kept saying from the ground up. Everyone said, from the ground yeah. up. They started every sentence. Um, and I think they've got the, they've got five new environments in there, mm-hmm. uh, which you, one of them being South Africa, which we we just saw a little bit of, but not much. Prague will be there again. <laughs> you love Prague, <laughs> yeah, um, and the ice one. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've got to admit, it, it looked amazing. It did look unbelievably amazing from what you saw there. And it's correct me if I'm wrong, Richard. Maybe you could do it. Did did it? Did they say they were trying to keep the how many frames per second as well as it being in 4G, 4K. Yeah, they said they were going to have 4K, 60 frames per second, and ray tracing. Yeah, so unusual, isn't it, from all these other things. So Really pushing the power yeah. of the console, finally, though. Yeah. Did you like the look of it? I did. Um, 
I've not played as much Forza Motorsport as, as Paul obviously has. I tend to stick to the Horizon games, but I do like the single-player campaign of the, the Motorsport games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it a try. I just hope it sort of goes back to how it used to be that you really have to work your way up from the bottom as opposed to Forza Horizon got to a state where if almost if you turned a corner you unlock three new cars and stuff and there was no mm. real challenge to unlocking new cars and stuff but I'll, i'm interested to see the, the single player side a little bit more definitely james yeah i think i wish we'd have seen more about the single player because they, they briefly mentioned that it's a car building focused career um but is not really talk about it I think I'm going to I'm going to jump to their defence now because I think they're doing a more deeper showcase either tonight or this week. So they're all going to do an yeah. in-depth one. I think I definitely saw something was going to happen. So, I'll let them off then because hearing those tyres squeal, <laughs> and seeing all that dirt was it made my day. Um, <laughs> I don't, mine I, too, I can, mate. Mine too. Yeah, I can feel energy. Um, I don't know. If I'm sold, I might as well just play the old forces <laughs> at the moment. But if you can convince me with a career mode and show me some more locations, I, I, I'll be on board. Great. Good. Yeah, I mean, it does look really nice. I, like you said, I kind of like... And it'd be nice doing a couple of online stuff together. As long as we could still bounce off the cars around corners, I'll be happy. We need to play football again. Yeah, that was football good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was great. More and more of that. Um, the biggest, the downside to all this is they didn't have a release date, which was a big surprise, I think, for everyone. Um, they said, come in 2023. And it's the first hint of one of the games, this is one of the games that was going to happen in the first six months. Do we think Forza is going to come out in the six months? Or does this come in 2023 mean it's going to be in the, in the autumn, probably? Yeah, October, November. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to push it back. They've got to make sure that it's right. You know, it looks great. Now they have to make sure that it plays great. So I'd much rather they took the time to do it properly than tried to rush it out. Do you think, and we'll talk about this a bit afterwards, do you think this is, it's not about whether it's ready. It could be about how busy this year is. So... There is this kind of suggestion with a couple of games that they've, they've been ready for a while and they've just pushed them back to get them out of the certain busier areas. And especially this year, it's quite a challenge. Is it about the yeah, Xbox looking at their year, which we'll talk about at the end with one of the games that wasn't there, looking at going, okay, we've got that there, we've got that there. If we're going to, we don't want to put Minecraft Legends and Forza in the same month. We, we don't want to put, you know, we need to have this spread out a little bit. Is there a case I, for I that? Would, yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And, and the, the one that we are going to talk about afterwards, I think, is is another, not necessarily a casualty of that. But if you look at the release dates for those five games that they showed yesterday, um, you've got, I think, I think the latest one is June for Elder Scrolls Online. So I don't think mm. you would throw on a release Forza or Starfield between now and then, basically. Mm. I think, think those are reserved now for the second half of the year. 
Okay, we'll chat about Starfield afterwards. I think that's a good thing to have, yeah. Okay, but we're excited. Paul's excited. I'm looking I'm, forward I'm to it. You're really excited. I think, excited. I think it did look, it did look amazing. Um, let's talk about the next one, which is a surprise. So we, were, we, we expected four developers. We knew about that, but we didn't expect this one. So it was like, um, it was the developers. I can't, what's the name of the developers? They did The Evil Within. Tango, Tango Game. And they did... Evil Within, what else did they do? Another big game. Evil oh, Within Ghost, 2. Ghostwire. Ghostwire, the one I played recently on PlayStation. Okay. Yeah, so, and then they talked about this game called Hi-Fi Rush, which is this... How would you describe Hi-Fi? James, what would you describe it? Uh, a rhythm-based action game. Yeah, almost like um, a rhythm game mixed with Devil May Cry. You reminded me a little bit of Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, I kept thinking of Jet Set Radio. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of Gunstar Overdrive. Ah, yeah. Had yeah. that kind of great animations. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we saw a lot of it. It felt like, um, like almost like a bit like Scott Pilgrim as well, with all the kind of baddies you're facing. I don't know why I thought that. Um, yeah. It had, yeah, it had a kind of really good, interesting look. I quite like the two developers. I quite like their little chat. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, and it was like, why are we seeing this game? What's this? Why have we got, we've seen this indie game, it looked good, and then the, at the end they went, and it's out now, tonight, which I really liked. It was quite nice to have that again, with all these sort of release dates we're waiting for and things to suddenly go, Here's a, it's on Game Pass now, after mm. this showcase. It's great. And apparently, it's doing really well, reviewing really well, and people are really enjoying it. So, is it something you might be excited about, Paul? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. I've downloaded it, certainly. Mm. Um, if I wasn't stuck in the middle of two Persona games, I'd be uh, playing it. But um, it's it looked fantastic. I liked the way that the graphics were presented, mm. that sort of cell-shaded sort of style. And I liked the idea of the, um, the rhythm-based thing. So I showed my son the trailer this morning, and he was he was quite excited by it as well so yeah. uh, i think we're gonna give it a try and see what's what but it's certainly a bit of a departure from their normal stuff yeah absolutely it's good so, um richard music wise it's got, it's got some people i don't know anything about this music oh, I don't know can, I, can, I, can yeah. I just say sorry before richard starts um as soon as i saw that it had nine inch nails on the soundtrack that was it i was sold <laughs> <laughs> richard you like the music on there is it good uh, yeah, I saw Nine Inch Nails, I saw The Black Keys, uh, and then there was a few other bands that I'd never heard of. But um, no, it, it looks a lot of fun. Um, the I think they're trying to keep it into the, the rock genre, as he was tempted to be wielding a, a guitar as a weapon for the most part. Mm. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a try. Um, as everyone keeps saying, it's a massive departure from what Shinji Mikami has done previously, but I don't think he's had, I think he, whilst he's a studio head, I don't think he's had too much involvement in this. It seemed to be the other guy's game. That's what he said at one point. Yeah, it's your yeah. game. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be helping. Yeah. I mean, I really like, I like, I like, I really like that. We, we, I love the fact that we just get a game after a thing. It's out now. And I know they've done this before, but I always remember this with Inside, which is one of my favorite games ever. And then he went, and inside is out now, <laughs> you know, which is like mad thinking how big that game is. It's clever because 
it gets everyone's interest there and then. And then everyone who's watching the broadcast will go, oh, it's out already. And as soon as it finishes, they go and play it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah, smart exactly. move. yeah, it's really good. And it inst- instantly stops the conversation of for for a period of time of of people saying that Xbox has no games. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk. Let's move on into. Oh, we're not going to be long on this one. I doubt. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online have got a new big uh, chapter in their in their. Goes on forever. Uh, I can't even remember what it's called. Does anyone know what it's called? Necrom. Necrom. Yes. Um, it's apparently it was in an, an old Scrolls game in 1996. Um, this area, and that's coming out in June. And I think at the time you can get all the chapters for a limited time. Is that right? I think there's yeah. about twenty thousand of them. Um, you can get them for free. <laughs> um, <laughs> Richard, you've gone back into this, haven't you? Old Scrolls Online. Did you go back into? Yeah, I played High Isle last year, which is funny enough is the only one that's not free as part of this this trial thing at the moment. Yeah. Um, I do like the Elder Scrolls Online. I will be honest. Mm. Um, but in terms of what the story is, I don't really care because it just there's so much law. Of it, mm. that it's just in, for a person that sort of dabbles in it, it's impossible to keep up. So, but no, the the, the actual gameplay of uh, Elder Scrolls Online is really good. Okay, um, and there's just so much to do in it now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I, whilst it's good that they're updating it again, because there will be like all these dedicated players and that. I am by I've never even finished the main quest, <laughs> so I've just got so much to do, to do before I would perhaps even consider a yeah. new chapter. Yeah. But it looks, I mean, we saw a brief look at it and then I think they did a deeper dive afterwards. It'll be much more of the same, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. Um, Paul and James, I can't remember. I think, James, you did the tutorial, didn't you? And that was it for you. Yeah, I played it in the absolute mess. <laughs> I don't want to forget that. <laughs> um, and Paul, have you ever delved in? I've I played about an hour and pretty much thought the same as James. That's a complete mess. But this was very early on in its life. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I should probably go back and give it a try, but you know, I can't be asked. No, fair enough. Well, there you go. No, exactly. <laughs> um, let's go to the final one, which we kind of knew was coming, which was a Redfall, and we saw a huge. Well, we saw quite a bit of gameplay for this, really. Um, yeah. Probably, I would say, a little bit too much. Um, but... Um, Never was, happy, are you? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of swollen a lot for it. Um, but we saw we saw a bit of the kind of like the singles play, Not single, the, the story, because it can be played single player or four player. The kind of a little bit of story mission, but we saw some side quests as well, which was like... And it's got that open world feel to it, almost like... I'm going to say Saints Row for Richard. It has a Saints Row feel to it when you sort of you clean out areas on the map, and then yeah, when ta- they mentioned that, that's exactly what yeah. I thought. And yeah. then you take on a boss. That sort of oh, no, uh, no, I don't want to play it. <laughs> um, and it's it's come under a little bit of criticism, and um, people are saying it doesn't look as good as they it did before. Um, no, it doesn't. I mean, that's just that's me looking at the chat for a second. But I think <laughs> it's. Um, I I really like the look of it. I'm really excited for it. Um, James, let's go to you first of all. What do you think? 
It's one that I wouldn't go near as a single player. Oh. Because even the gameplay just freaked me out when the vampire turned up out of nowhere. As a co-op, I think it could be fun with all the different characters' abilities all mixed together. Because they seem quite diverse with the sniper and the like telekinesis kind of character as well. Um, and the vampires seem quite different. If it was one vampire, it's quite a different, few different types. Um, and did we see much of? I think we did. The rook. The rook seems like a really badass vampire. Mm. Um, but it didn't really show much of what it can do. But it sounds like it can be a hellish enemy. Um, so yeah, I play it with friends, but. Who's he, played Dishonored and Deathloop here? Um, a, a bit of both. Yeah, Richard. Uh, I did play the first Dishonored. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I think it it's, it it feels in familiar territory. It's interesting when the kind of vampires come at you and you're firing at them, and they're they're quite hard to take down a little bit. Even then, you know, with the four people in there, and you you know when you were doing a kind of stealthy section yeah and you're thinking that's probably how i'd play it knowing those games <laughs> that's how i played those games it was easier you know it now. one minute you're doing stealth mm. and next week you get your gun out or took a robot out to make noise yeah it was yeah. a bit yeah counterproductive yeah but the great thing about it when the vampires went out they got killed it has that kind of mixture of like what's great about what they do is like you can attack it in any way you like. That's the idea, mm. isn't it? So, and also you have all these range of you know tricks up your sleeve, like you said, bringing robots out or spells or all sorts of things, or like going invisible at one point we saw so they can't see you. Um, yeah, I mean it. It. it look, I think the. I, I think the reason I say this on and Deathloop, I think if you, it felt quite familiar to me. That kind of world a little bit, and that's a good thing for me because I really love those games. But if you maybe if you didn't get almost dishonored, I'd be interested to see. Or Deathloop, maybe it might not be your thing, but um, I don't know why I'm thinking this. It's similar, even though it's four player open world, kind of a bit more actually. Paul, what did you think? I thought it looked very interesting, especially the multiplayer. This may be the game that will finally knock Aliens Fireteam Elite off the top <laughs> of the multiplayer leaderboard. Um, just that I one mean, game. I, just, yeah, just game. Yeah. yeah. If we can get like, if we can get together and play this as well as Minecraft Legends, I think we'll have a uh, a very good time. Um, but yeah, I mean. The, the difference between the characters was quite interesting. The difference between the vampires, like James says, they all look like they're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to need to have a variety of different approaches. And I like the thing about the nests as well, where you're going to, you have to go underground and kill the heart and everything mm, else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's there's going to be a lot of content there. Um, it, it didn't, look as good as Forza. There weren't as many cars. So, you know, um, but other than that, it all looks pretty groovy. I can't wait to play it. Um, what about you, Richard? Similar to the other guys, yeah, I think if you got a decent crew together to sort of go through it and play it, 
I think he'd have a lot of fun with it. Um, as a single player, though, I think he could only play so much of it before you like It's a little bit samey. But definitely a game to play in multiplayer, that one. See, I don't know. I don't know for me. The problem with playing multiplayer, if it's got some nice story elements and things I want to look at, I don't want James and Paul shouting in my ear. We'll yeah, but we don't, want, we don't want you stopping and looking in every window, do we, to see what people are up to. You know, this is the guy who drives around Forza Horizon 5 at 20 mile an hour going, have you seen what's in this job window? It's a lot of details. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it does look great. It does look good. It's come to Game Pass. It's going to be a, a big old game. It's coming May the 2nd? Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo! Okay, good. So it's not that far away again. Another big one. So let's just talk about that. Was all all five games? Um, let's just talk about the big. Were we first of all? We knew about Starfield. Was it going to get anything there? It's going to have its own showcase, maybe in a month, maybe in two months. Um, did we? Were we shocked by those dates, by the May date and the April date, and no date for Forza? Um, Richard. Um, I was shocked, obviously, about Hi-Fi Rush releasing on the on the day. Um, I think there's enough variation between what got shown though, that there won't be masses of crossover between players. Mm. Um, so there's, there's there's something for everyone in what they did show. So, I, but I, I I do think seeing those dates has has pushed out. Starfield from what we originally anticipated. Now, do you think so? There's there's this train of thought, and I'm going to put this over to all of you. Is Starfield might hit June, so it's still within the six months. And the reason they're saying June is because basically the Elder Scrolls Online is such a niche thing. Um, It's not a big, it's not a big one like Minecraft Legends probably, or it's a big one like Redfall in the same month or Forza, for example. Um, it might hit June. Um, or the other big rumour is going around, because the way he, Todd, what's his name, is it Todd Howard, used to do stuff, he would sort of like have these conferences and then say it's going to be out in four weeks. So do they do something and then we get kind of, is there an earlier release date of March or April? Paul, what do you think? Paul, you're always the one that you think it's going to go into the second half of the year. I, th- I think I don't think it's going to make the first six months. I think I said that last time you asked me this question. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see it in the back half of the year, to be honest. There's such a lot of stuff coming out now, and they've got to know that when they launch Starfield, nobody's going to be playing anything else for mm. ages. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, c- I can see it going back. But, you know, equally, they've said it's first half of the year, aren't they? So yeah, yeah, they said it on their it's thing. Just, it's not changed you know, and, also, and we know that game companies never tell lies. No, exactly. I think the problem is, I think with Forza not having that date, and, you know, they've already gone back on that kind of like, they had promised from last year of going, these are the games you're going to see um, in the f- next 12 months. To have two big players to go out of that. And I think part of my feeling is, as well, release it in the summer. It's going to be much better than the autumn. Because like you said, that's all people will be playing. James, what's your thoughts? Enough for me chatting on. I think there is a tactical decision. Like you say, the summer is ideal. You know, no competition. Everyone's got plenty of time to... We've got months before the next big game comes out. Um, 
But it was just not ready. Mm. And I could see it being right near the end of the year. Yeah. Which makes it tricky again, because then you've got all the big games, and you've probably got Forza. Also, we, like too close to Forza, we, don't know what, we don't know what's going to happen in the autumn. I mean, there's going to be... There's exactly. probably a lot of huge games coming out. Third, third party games as well. So, Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Beyond Good and Evil 2, you know. Yeah, those games. Um, do you think there's much crossover between Starfield players and Forza players necessarily, though? I think they just they need their own space, it feels like. You couldn't put them in the yeah. same month. I think they need their own yeah. breathing space. Especially with two games like that on Xbox, on the game part. I think... I think I think Farza's going to be the end of this year because I think you've got uh, an extra DLC pack to come for Farza Horizon 5 first. Mm. There's still an extra piece of DLC. Yeah, there is there's there's another pack to come. And I think that'll tide people over until Farza Motorsport releases the back end of the year. Okay. Good. All right. We do, we're going to find out more. Hopefully, we might get a one in February. We don't know. Starfield, we don't know. Maybe in March. Um, let's just really briefly do the games we've been playing. We just have one each this week. We're going to run out of time. Um, let's start with James. What have you been playing? Oh, yeah. Starting the best one. Um, <laughs> it's a free-to-play game called Gundam Evolution. Have you all heard of it? Do we know Gundam? I've, I've, I've heard of Gundam. I've heard of Gundam for some reason. Good. Well, it's a team-based shooter, six on six, and you'll use the mobile suits from the um, Gundam franchise. So from all the different universes, you know, for those that know it, you've got the Zakus, the Paralyder, the Barbatos. You've got 12 free suits to use, from, straight from the off. Um, and it's a strategic PvP kind of deal. So you're playing Domination, um, Capture the Point, and then Destruction one, you have to plant a bomb or defuse the bomb. Um, and it's a little bit like Titanfall, but you can't just be a pilot. You've got to be in the mech the whole time. Um, and it's faster than Titanfall. The mechs move pretty quickly. Um, it's really good fun. Oh. Every, no, every Mobile suit is quite diverse. You know, some are geared up for the less, let's say, gifted players. So it's got a bit more aim assist. <laughs> and then you've got the snipers and the machine guns and special moves. And the only thing that lets it down is that it's pretty dead. Oh, right, online. Like within like a month of launch, no one's really playing it. Right. And it's hard to get a game, which is a shame. Because, I mean, it, it's got everything you could ask for for a good damn shooter, apart from players. Yeah. Um, I don't really know why, unless it's the fact that there's only three types of matches, and then they're all quite similar. Um, but it, otherwise, it's a really good game. So if, you, if you fancy it, give it a go, people. Not you guys, obviously. Um, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Although I was interested, <laughs> I was interested to hear the thing about less talented players. I, I thought you could have just said Gareth. So. Hey, no, even I was using that half the time. All oh, right, okay. okay. Good. Um, it's good fun. Oh, good. Did you review it, James? 
Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. Right, okay. Even higher if it, if it didn't have like, no one playing it. <laughs> Good. Um, Richard, let's do your game. What's your game? What's your um, game? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> What's uh, your game? <laughs> Use Chess and Static. <laughs> uh, huh? uh, I've just finished my review for Chess and Static. Uh, it's with Neil now to edit. Um, but this is like a, a throwback to the survival horror games of the late 90s, early noughties, um, with a few modern twists. So he plays a guy called Chris, who uh, has just been at his, his dad's funeral. And um, on his way back, he he goes he comes across a cafe and he realises he's a bit lost. So he goes into this cafe and sort of asks for directions. And the woman behind the counter says, oh, you're going the wrong way, but um, I can point you I can point you in the right direction. Um if you give us a lift home, he's like, yeah, all right, no problem. So he stays there for a bit, has a, has a cup of coffee. Uh, I think he goes to the toilet, and then he, when he comes back, he sees her um, sort of pinned to the ceiling, basically. Um, and then he, he, when he comes to again after waking up, uh, the cafe that he's in has looks like it's been abandoned for, for years, basically. So you're trying to figure out why that is. Um and then you, you wander around for a bit, you get to a bunker, talk to a woman. She says there's three sites that need containing and um, you need to go to these sites and contain them, basically. But you get given a device that allows you to tap into the frequency around you a little bit. Um, and it sort of works like a metal detector and the, the closer you get, the um, this... this um, screen on this device will will show you how close you are to, to places and once you get there you get like these these little flashbacks to something that's happened and you just, you're then trying to piece together the mystery of basically of this game and it's all right um it's a little bit obtuse in, mm. in places like i finished the game and i wasn't sure whether what, what i was doing containing these sites was a good thing or a bad thing necessarily um there's multiple endings, and but I think it does require like two or three playthroughs to fully understand what's going on. It really, it really looks the part in terms of uh, an old school survival horror game, but it's much more of a, a psychological experience. Mm. There's not things jumping out at you all the time and stuff like that. It's it's still a horror game, still a, a really unsettling atmosphere to it all, but it's it's much more in your in your mind basically as opposed to jump scares are plenty um but i give it three stars on my review uh like i say it's a bit obtuse at times and um the main character's voice actor is just terrible to be honest i've really struggled with his voice deliberately terrible they kind of do this when they do that retro filter with games now do they go back to that kind of like <clears throat> resident evil acting no, because I wouldn't say it's hammy like that, and, right. and everyone else seems to be doing quite a, a, a good job, basically, yeah, okay. but he just feels really, well, static and wooden, basically. Right. Um, I played a horror survival horror game recently, had that kind of, and literally I had the guy just kept going, what am I doing? What's going on? Where am I? That's all he said all the time. Where, what? This is mad. After the 20th creature attacked him. <laughs> Driven me mad. Yeah. Okay. Good. Chasing static. Three stars. Oh, maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Paul, 
What have you got? You've got something great. Uh, I have um, got the late, well, it's not the latest, it's the earliest of the Persona games that have been released on Game Pass. Um, they dropped Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden on the same day. So obviously I'm going to do a review for each and I've been playing the Persona 3 Portable. And I was a bit nervous before I started thinking, you know, I've, I've played five i gave it five stars you know how is this going to compare this is a game from the ps2 era um but it's it's brilliant it's really really good um it's quite strange the only time you have full control of your team is when you go um to this tower at midnight called tartarus um other than that it's almost like a social link simulator and you have to talk to people and build relationships and go to lessons and all sorts of things um and i am really in, i'm about 10 hours in and i'm really enjoying it um mm. so yeah it's just it's it's not quite as good as persona 5 i think it's it's heading for about a four and a half at the minute just because it's not quite as engaging all the time, but it's still a fantastic game even today. Great. Okay. Good. Anyone else can have a go at that? James, Richard? I'm really thinking. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've got five first to do. I really want to give that okay. a try first. Great. All right. Good. Um, I'm going to chat about one game. I'm going to chat about Full Spoken on the PlayStation 5. Is it uh, good? When I went into um, the shop that I bought it from, the guy went, you have seen the reviews, haven't you? That was how it started, <laughs> uh, which made me laugh a lot. I said, yeah, yeah. Um, so I had I got Forspoken on the PlayStation, and it's, it's, it's not had great responses, and for a number, all number of different things. Um, the big thing about it is it's a Square Enix game. And it feels like a Square Enix game. It feels like a Final Fantasy game in certain bits. And what I mean by that is, but without the, sometimes the magic of Final Fantasy or the the characters, but the bits that it's kind of borrowed a little bit from Final Fantasy is the terrible sort of thing of going to, it, you feel like you're in an open world, but you're not at all. You're being, you're being, when you push, it just forever sometimes goes to blackout. In this game, its use of blackouts and going to the next scene is for the first th three hours is a nightmare. You literally would walk one step forward and it would go to a blackout or go to an info screen and then it would come back to you, walk a couple more steps and it's a cut scene and then you walk another couple of steps. And so you, that open world feel, I haven't really felt that yet. I've done about five or six hours. Um, I'm still sort of just doing missions and around the I sort of had a lovely little bit when I was out in the open wind and when I was out there and I haven't got all the spells yet I was that was kind of nice I was like oh this is good I'm exploring a bit but the world's a little bit it's not full of stuff um yeah it's it's a really interesting I mean there's a good example at one point I did a side mission when I had to feed some goats right and I went and fed some goats found the goat no sheep found the sheep that was hungry and I go to the sheep and I look down and I go, feed the sheep. And instead of there being an animation of me feeding the sheep, it goes to a screen that says, you feed the sheep, and then comes back up again, and I'm surrounded by the sheep. And 
That sort of is where the and problem. that was a highlight. That's no, that's where the problem is <laughs> in the game. It has that old school mechanics of that, and it doesn't feel like a, 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 a this gen. For it doesn't feel like a last gen game in that sense for those bits, you know. And some of that I've I've experienced with Square Enix stuff before. You know, that those old kind of it's almost like those old PlayStation feels to them. Um, you know, the story and the narrative that's all fine. That's fine. It's all this hassle about oh my god, all the dialogue and all this stuff. No, no, I think that's fine. It's not a problem. I think it's the, I think it's the mechanics that are holding it back a bit. I mean, then the narrative has been chopped and changed. It feels like it's been a game made by a committee a little bit, and they've got it all wrong a little bit. They had everything there. Had this open world. The spell casting stuff is great. All that stuff is really works, and the combat's really good. And you have a, a range of levels you can make it easier you can make it really hard so you know those battles are kind of fun and and some of the world looks great looks a bit dead but it doesn't look alive as much say after you've played something like i'm trying to think of a big open world recently i mean god of war is different Elden ring yeah like Elden ring for example yeah it's not the same as that um but i'm kind of enjoying it it's, it's, it, it hits every now and again i go oh, this is fine this is good but then another cutscene or go to black or give you some more information about the world. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. Don't keep going to black. Don't keep going to an info screen every two seconds. Yeah, it feels like... Because I know it's not a long game. Like The campaign would take you maybe 15 hours or 12 to 15. And I'm like, I said five, six hours. I still feel like I'm going through a tutorial. Um, yeah. So I knew this was the case. I knew this was, you know, from reviews, but I kind of was intrigued. Um... And I'm still intrigued by it, but I probably won't last long. So, what would what would you give it out of five? I think I'll give it a three. Solid ambition, three. Yeah, I think there's good ambition there. I think the spell system is really good. I just think the, the those kind of mechanics of it have let it down the way they. What's the word? The way they structured the game, rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. The ambition of the game is brilliant, I think. But the structure of it, the way they put it together, is that's good. But it's definitely not a. It's not as bad as people say they're worth things. But I think, you know, I think it was a game that people. It's a PlayStation game, so people think they're making God's work or something. But <laughs> so they think it's going to be. They're going to get failures, of course they are. So yeah, there you go. Full spoken. Right now, just did you yeah. finish uh, Callista Protocol? As well, no, I got to the point when I can't do anything like this. It got to a point when I was uh, attacked by 20 different things, and I had two bullets and, and that half a health pack or something. And I was like, No, oh, what am I doing this for? It's that camera was a nightmare behind yes. you. And I just thought, When you got multiple enemies, and as you, I got about three quarters, I love that world, and I love the kind of, I did like the story, the kind of like the almost like. You've been in that story before, but I really enjoyed the atmosphere. I thought visually it looked really good, but I just thought they had to get that right, and they got it wrong. I think. Did you think? Yeah, no, I I agree. I think it just the combat was a bit hit and miss, mm-hmm. and that's what you spent arguably far too much time yeah. doing, basically. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, right, gentlemen. Now we've we've talked a lot about the Xbox thing which is good but what are we looking forward to next week we'll catch up on news properly next week um, what have we got James what have we got uh, well this weekend in the world of wrestling 
It's the Royal Rumble. Thank you, James. Really no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, James. Do you want to join in my tribunal, James? That sounded like <laughs> bullying to me. Don't worry. Have a Okay. Great. Uh, sorry, James. Royal Rumble. What happens yeah. there? Uh, people wrestle. And the idea is to throw them over the top rope to, to win the match. And we're going to get surprises. And we might get the rock. Oh. And all we want is the rock. And I'll be happy. Good. Well, let us know next week if he turns up. Yeah, well. Um, I, I, I can barely wait. <laughs> Paul, what are you looking forward to? Um, well, assuming that I managed to recover from my uh, Dobbo flu, um, I'm going to hopefully go fishing at the weekend. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that. And then it's just an unbroken stretch of work and work and more work after that. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Isn't Dead Space out soon? Yeah, that's tomorrow. Is, is that out? I was going to say. Is that now? Is that right now? If you're, um, yeah, podcast, yeah. It's getting yeah, very, I mean, very nice reviews. Getting great reviews. Yeah. I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, so we'll see if I uh, can find room in my busy schedule to uh, to play a game for fun, like some kind mm. of filthy casual. Yeah, I'm thinking if if I if forespoken kills me, it might be traded in and Dead Space won't come on. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> Richard, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Um, well, Paul mentioned that I've talked about it nonstop, but I'm looking forward to Age of Empires mm. on <laughs> console next week. Yeah, and as well as Dead Space, but also Goldeneye is out oh, yeah. tomorrow as well. Yeah, what's that going to be like? God knows. I'm, I've, I, I, Go on, sorry, Dobby. I've never played the campaign. I've only ever done the multiplayer, so I'm looking forward to playing the campaign a bit. What? (laughs) Are they they going to bring out a retro controller, though, with that stupid central stick? (laughs) Yeah. Just to get the full experience. It could lose the whole nostalgia bit. It could, yeah. That's that's what I'm worried about, because I spent so much time playing this game when I was a kid. Never go back. Um, Never go back. Well, that's what they say, isn't it, Gareth? Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to. I'm reviewing at the moment. Deliver us Mars, which is I can talk about maybe next week. Maybe I can't, but that's so I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Um, gentlemen, if we need to get hold of you, where can we get hold of you, uh, Paul? Uh, I am on the Twitter, and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. Brilliant. And uh, Richard, where can I get you? Why are you giggling? I just read you at Xbox Hub. Well, you turned it into a robot. It was quite nice. (laughs) (laughs) I will kill you, humour. Go on, sorry, Rich. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is Nobbo1912. 1912. (laughs) Good, Jase. Jase, can you do your robot for your uh, thing? No. I am on Twitter and Instagram, and my tag is... Do you not have a handle? No. no. We'll get you a handle for Christmas. It's all right, mate. Um, <laughs> and you can find me at GB on all reliable sources. Um, but for now, gentlemen, um, thank you so much, and we'll, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash 
podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram, Twitter, at the Xbox Hub, and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.